Welcome to Advice from a Dirty Old Man, the podcast where you might learn something. Father by day, crazy motherfucker by night, somewhere in the middle of the time when I record the podcast. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. Dirty old man back from Easter holidays. We had, my family and I had a few days off. Well, all my days are off, practically. Still jobless, but uh, we took some days off to go up to the mountain, to this place we regularly go. Uh, It's isolated, lost in the middle of the woods. It's got all the birds and insects and rivers and creeks and mountains and trees and and uh, wild pigs and oh, it's just awesome just uh, motherfucking awesome uh, it's some somehow uh, it resonates within yourself how nature how important nature is to all of us huh? we have this very special connection with it um, nevertheless I mean we had a great time I certainly hope you had a great time too today i want to talk about something uh, about a concept that I heard from uh, a few weeks back from a very good friend of mine who lives in a commune. Commune for me is a group of people who have decided that society is not good enough for them or for their kids. The, thus they have um, organized a group of people to live parallel to the system. I wouldn't say completely isolated from the system because nowadays it isn't really, really hard to do that. Well, they do have cell phones. They do have some sort of slow connection to internet and they do have electricity and water, but they have kind of isolated themselves from the rest of society's pressures and from having a daily job and from, uh, you know, they've just created their own social group. And so uh, this friend of mine uh, who, had been, who has been participating in a lot of these communes throughout the years, you know, uh, explained to me a new concept that they have uh, created for the members of one specific group up in the mountains. I'm going to say what this concept is a little later, but um, let me just give you some background. Now, this friend of mine, he has chosen to live mostly outside... Uh, the system as she could possibly can and she has succeeded in a, in a, gra- a great deal she has she has she has uh, I know her for many years and I've seen the transformation in her and how uh, every every year every time I see her there is some inner completeness uh, that could be gathered from living in communes uh, she's She's not completely outside the grid, as I said, but, but enough to enjoy a life of unknown freedom to most of us. That is a fact. For example, she can fully depend, she can fully self-depend for long ter- periods of time. She can choose not to work for a few months if she wants and still be able to survive comfortably. Uh, however, since she has a child, her disconnection cannot be complete. So as, uh, so as to yet be able to provide the child with a wider range of opportunities. This is what I've been talking about a lot, about how I feel about disconnecting uh, completely from society. Not completely, but disconnecting. When you have a child, I do believe that you still have the responsibility to provide this child with with the 
sense of belonging into a society that you might not agree with, but you don't know if he will agree with, or you don't know whether he'll be able to change it, or you don't know. I mean, it's not fair, and from my point of view, and from my friend's point of view, to disconnect from 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 the the, the dynamics of a of regular society for the kid, because he has to same as you. He has to be able to have some tools to know people, to know how things work in uh, in in society. But it is a complex thing to do. Yeah, to abide to your rules but still respect the child's options it's very hard she may not have succeeded in this case by a hundred percent but the effort she is enduring is admirable is admirable let me tell you this uh this group of people that i have met they're they're they're, they're something else uh, well did i say she's completely crazy this friend of mine she's completely crazy well she is she is and in a very good way yeah, she's uh, she's beautifully brilliantly crazy and, and, and I have no problem saying it. I may know that she may hear this. I'm not going to say her name, but hey man, I, I, I love you beyond words, man. I do love you beyond words. And your craziness is a big part of why I love you. Well, uh, this story is about something she, she became involved, with a couple of, involved in a couple of weeks back. But before I bring the main subject, I have to clarify uh, the context again in which the story took place. Well, there has always been people that uh, never felt comfortable in the system. People who at a certain point, for various reasons, decide to move out of the city and create their own little group and begin life in the mountains or, or in a field or somewhere else, either, either on their own or with a group of friends with similar um, desires. This is not an easy thing to do, to have uh, to do this with a group of friends. Uh, well, you know how humans are. They might begin uh, with great uh, expectations and with great dynamics, but eventually this will deteriorate in one way or another. But uh, anyways, but more often than not, these people make the decisions with little, if any, planifications and thus creating uh, communes of hippie, half-naked, high-as-fuck, disorganized groups. This is the common trend. These groups have a tendency to, to get together for reason or with a common uh, desire, with a common need. And uh, eventually, since uh, you know, human beings have also, as I said, a tendency to, to provoke and to get into situations that are not completely well-managed, well... Either they end up dissolving or they end up just being a commune of hippies getting high and just doing crazy stuff, which is, this is more often, more often the case. Uh, and it can work. It can work. And, and, and eventually with time, if given enough time, these communes can actually find some pattern of working. They can find some way of living together. But again, more often they don't. Because one of the main issues... One of the main issues of, of, of all this is uh, moving to a commune is the realization that living together with other people is not as easy as, as easy as you thought. So maybe being high and just fuck everything that moves helps this process, but it doesn't, you see. People live according, because you see, people live according to rules and regulations. When these are absent, chaos reigns and things get out of control. A society... Uh, is, merely, is merely a group of individuals who have agreed to a set of rules 
economic, social, political, moral, and individual uh, rules. This is how we are programmed to live. It's very hard to live outside these boundaries because true freedom is the hardest thing to achieve. We are programmed to function under the umbrella of rights and responsibilities. When these are absent, we found ourselves lost of purpose and intention. So this is how society works. Society is merely a group of people who have agreed to a set of rules, uh, moral, economic, social, individual uh, set of rules, and we all abide with them. So that, that's why it gives you some kind of reassurance that what you're doing is most probably what your neighbor is doing and that there are some things that you just don't do and there are some things that you have to do. Well, all these rules are what makes a society. Now, to think that we can live outside this box and simply... Um, if you can live outside this box, this is reserved to a few special individuals. Uh, the, uh, the rest of us, uh, we have to pertain and belong to a group with some sort of, of organization and general agreements. So, the most common mistakes made by people wanting to live in communes is not to create boundaries in which living is to be done. What I mean by this is, uh, usually it begins by, let's say, I know two of examples of people who have gathered a little money and they have bought an abandoned house somewhere in the mountains, <coughs> pardon me, and they have created a common, uh, common space for everyone. So they, they share everything, they share the sleeping quarters, they share the kitchen, they share everything. And, um, this doesn't work. It, it just doesn't. They have discovered that that uh, in order to, to for societies to to function and for groups to 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 create a, a dynamic of well-being, every nucleus, every family, every couple has to have its own individual groups. Mm? Uh, So it is not uncommon for these people to end up in bad terms and fighting with each other because uh, if you don't create your own personal space for, the, for, for your loved ones, for your family, for your nuclei, you see your society is also made of, of little things, well, uh, these people end up wanting to kill each other and creating very bad energy. Now most of these places have either disappeared or become just hippie communes and places where you can go and smoke pot and drink and have a, a party uh, or whatever you know uh, the ones that have remained true to their fact have discovered that they have to adapt to a series of rule of rules you know and in order to have everything working constantly there's a few things that you need you need a you need a figure you need a leader in some way i'm not saying uh, like a sect. I'm not saying like uh, an Osho or a Reverend Jones or a David Koresh kind of leader, but you do need someone who, 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 who you can look up to, who knows more of how to do these things or has better ideas or has more means or has good intentions in order to organize this. And the first rule is to, as I said before, is to have your own personal space, is to create each group of, of, the, of, of this commune to have its own personal space in case they don't want to mingle with the rest of them because sometimes you need that space especially if you have a partner if you have a, a child you need your own kitchen you need your own bedroom you need your own relaxing space and so having said this 
um, one of the special things within each commune is that all of them revolve around a specific ritual. Yes, a ritual. And most of these rituals are performed by women. I have known well, maybe six, seven communes of these, and uh, they all, you, you see, what also what makes a society is uh, our own rituals. Uh, we do have uh, in, in our society, in Western society, most of these rituals revolve around religious celebrations. Uh, Easter, uh, Christmas, New, Year, New Year's Eve, um, the summer solstice or whatever you call it, which is in Spain is called San Juan. So it it's always revolves around uh, religious, Christian in this case, uh, rituals. And this is a very important part of what keeps us together. These rituals, this sense of belonging, the sense of participating as a group in a, in a common desire, in a common activity. Now, when you move to a commune, most of these get eliminated, you know, because they, 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 they have a tendency to be regarded as part of that society, part of what we are running away from. Although stupid rituals, uh, the association, again, with religion, that also has this association with uh, repression and slavery and and the uh, demeanor of women and this line of education that does not truly fit us. So whether we understand it or not, these communes run away from society mostly because of these rituals, mostly because of what these rituals involve. But you cannot live without rituals. Rituals is a big part of human society. Rituals are a big part of identifying who you are, the group you belong to, and the things that represent you. you know, so, so what happens in these communes is that since they, they, they eliminate most of the, of the rituals that are attached to our society, well, they have to create new rituals for that. They have to create some kind of <laughs> celebration <clears throat> uh, to make them feel united, to make them feel as a group. And in the beginning, when these communes are, are created, these rituals are mostly, if at, I think, all the rituals, all the celebrations in these communes that I have witnessed are performed by women. They are based on creating good energy. They are, are based on creating emotional ties to the whole group. They are based around children, about around the, the, the welcoming of, of children into, into the commune, into accepting each other. They, are, they revolve around creating a unity. So it's mostly related to nature. They celebrate the spring. They celebrate uh, the time when they pick up the eggs. They, they, they create a routine of celebration around things they can, they're tangible, you know. For example, I know one of the communes who uh, their childbirth is given in front of everyone. And the whole commune comes and, 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 and witnesses the childbirth process and welcomes the kid. And, and don't get me wrong, these are not stupid people. These are, stu these are people that are very prepared for that and they assume the minimal risk. So before they, in, before they get engaged in, in this this ritual of giving birth in front of everyone, they do make sure that everything is fine. They do have a hospital nearby. They do have a midwife to attend. 
you know, so they're not stupid, they're not crazy, they're not irresponsible. These are very, very, very well organized people. And this is, before I go on with the next step of how, before I reach what I really want to say, let me explain that these communes uh, that I witnessed, that I've been uh, visiting, are created by um, extremely well-prepared people. These are not people who did not fit in our society. They were well-adapted individuals, they're well-prepared, but that at some point in their lives, for whatever reason, they decided they did not want to make part of it anymore. And so they took all that preparations. These are architects, doctors, psychologists, teachers, uh, yoga teachers, uh, uh, all kinds of professions. They all got together and formed a community in which everybody has a role. And as far as I understand, if you want to belong to any of these communities, you have to be able to provide with a service. So you can not just go there and, oh, I want to stay here. I want to be good with you. No, no, no. What, what can you do for us? This is the things we do. This is the things we need. And, and you have to be part of it in, a, in an efficient and practical manner. So these are not, the, the communes I'm referring to are not a bunch of hippie smoking pot and eating herbs. No, these are responsible individuals, very well prepared and very, very well organized. So this detachment from society is uh, not a not because, again, I said because they did not fit in society, but because they chose not to participate, at least in a big scale, with it. And, uh, and so these rituals made by these people, they tend to be very organic. They tend to be very, um, let's say... Uh, very energetic in the way they 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 related to the energy of the group. They're, the celebrations is they're very emotional. They're very intimate, to to put a word to it, and and mostly created by women. Women take over this because women have more. They they have a better capacity to organize groups in an emotional and uh, spiritual way. Whereas men, we have a better capacity to organize groups to do stuff, to build stuff. Let's go and build this, or let's go and hunt. Let's go and things. But we have a very limited uh, capacity to organize, to, to make the sense of unity in an emotional, personal way. Women are very good at this, and they took over that, that part of the commune. The, the, the ritualistic commune. Um, so if you pay attention, um, the difference between a commune and a cult is a commune, they uh, had a large scale, at a, you know, generally speaking, in a commune, uh, women are allowed to take over the unity of the group, to manage the, 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 the cohesiveness of the group, the coherence between members and to manage different energies from different members. The difference between a commune and a cult is that in a cult, it's usually men who run these rituals. And when men run rituals, we fuck everything up because we start truly believing that that figure, that leader, that father figure that is very well needed in a commune is now with special powers. Now he has the power to spiritually connect with you. He has the power to 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 
to you know to bring us all together in one message because he represents and so this ego starts going and then a cult is formed and these are dangerous and there's a stupid because men fuck everything up from the beginning there we are incapable of assuming a responsibility without attaching it to a hierarchical i have problems saying that word to a hierarchy so if we take on a responsibility we are unable to stand low together with the rest of the people we have to rise above them because now we have some kind of spiritual emotional responsibility so now i'm on top of you so now i'm i'm your father figure if you need anything you come to me and and and, and all this bullshit arises huh? and then women on the other hand on the other hand they tend to be more in tune with nature they're more spiritual in the true sense in the in the real sense um I do believe that if you watch these things, if you look at uh, the, the, the difference between a, a, an honest, clean commune and a cult, because they're, uh, from the outside, from the, from the layman's, it might not be too different. You look at them, oh shit, they're more or less doing the same things, they're involved in the same activities, and they survive more or less in the same way. But the difference is the commune is a commune. It's everybody is working for a common for a common goal everybody is uh, making every making sure everybody else is in the same level as them you know in, in, whereas in a cult there is this father figure m most often men you know who believes he's a god or a representative of a god or an energy of a god and thus he has control over you and before you know it he's fucking your wife and everybody's wife uh, now what I wanted to talk about. I've been talking for 21 minutes. Um, I hope you uh, you bear with me because this is going to be a little a post a podcast is going to be a little longer than usual because I had, hadn't done one in a while. So coming back to these communes and these rituals, this friend of mine, she last time I saw her last week, she mentioned that she had just been involved in a ritual from a neighboring commune in which the ritual was to marry yourself. Okay. Uh, when I heard this, I um, I thought these people are fucking crazy, man. They must have smoked some heavy shit uh, marrying yourself. But then it just marinated in my mind, you know, marrying yourself, marrying yourself. Dude, what a what a what an awesome concept! It is an awesome concept, you know. Now, what would I imply? I have to be honest. When I again, when I first heard it, I thought to myself. What a stupid thing, you know? Uh, but um, what would that imply? Well, first of all, let me tell you that uh, this ritual that they perform is done with the whole paraphernalia, you know, the whole enchilada. They have uh, a sort of priest or, a, or, a, or some kind of spiritual leader, in this case it's a woman. They have witnesses. They, do, they, 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 they say their vows, uh, their celebrations, and even go on a honeymoon. Um, it is a very real intimate process. Now, picture yourself the day you married your spouse, you know, if you are married. Picture that. Uh, all the feelings, emotions, nervousness, happiness, fears, doubts, uh, all these and all this commitment that you, uh, that you commit to another person, all this giving and giving in, in a marriage, you are not only fulfilling some kind of as emotional desire but you are also projecting yourself into working with this person and providing this third person with all your energy and support 
Now, imagine all that to yourself. Imagine all that dynamic, all that energy, all those vows, all those promises, all those mm, commitments that you do to another person, towards another person, you do them to yourself. Hmm. Now, it's, uh, it's a weird concept. I, I have to accept that, uh, again, I thought that the first of those people are crazy, but then I started marinating yourself and uh, thinking, wow. Wow, and, 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 and seeing it through the eyes of my friend, who I, who I repeat, she's a tremendously special person, an incredibly special person. I understood that this self-awareness that is created when you're involved in the ritual of marrying yourself, it, it's very special, it's, it's very mind-opening, it's very emotionally strong because if you're if you do a follow-through this connection is as intimate as you can get so now you're, you're you're projecting yourself within yourself you're committing to yourself all the plans and projects and uh, everything you, you you do with another person when you marry it you do to yourself so thus a responsibility arises you know which uh, which many of us do not fully confront throughout our lives you know, these responsibilities are, are, are delayed. They are, um, we don't have time because we're committed to another person too. And, and now we've got kids and I'm not saying that's bad. I am not saying that's bad. But I'm just saying it's a different line of dynamic. But uh, your time, when you marry someone and, and you start creating a family and you start adopting all the responsibilities and all the, all the things that come attached to it, your time ceases to belong to you. Your time is no longer yours. You might have little bubbles of time here and there that belong to you, but mostly you don't know what to do with them because you're so busy doing other things that you don't have time for yourself. Well, you, it's not that you don't have time for yourself, but time does not long, no longer belong to you. And so in my particular situation, um, getting, getting together, I'm not married, but I made the vows and, and all that, uh, having to share my life with someone else, at some point I discovered that either I fought for my time, and, and, and when, I, when I say fight for your time, I mean put your foot down, no, fuck, no. I'm in it, I'm in this relationship, I am committed, but... I am also committed to myself. So I got to have some free time. And this time is mine and only mine. And you have no right to interfere with it. And, and this is a struggle that most of us have to go through with our partners. You know? and, 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 and it goes both ways. huh? Because they have that. And, and we, we, we don't understand how they don't dedicate all our time to us. And so they also put their foot down. And we establish, you establish some rules like, no, no, whatever, whatever. I don't care if the house is on fire. I don't care if there's a fucking earthquake that's swallowing us up. This is my time. Now, when you marry yourself, I believe this becomes even more important. I believe this becomes more, uh, rather less than a demand and more a need, a, 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 an intimate need to fulfill those vows that you, um, that you created to yourself, that you promised yourself. Now, this is a crazy concept. It is a crazy concept. It is a, it is a, 
a self-awareness concept. I'm not saying that we should all go out and marry ourselves. I'm not going to do that. Uh, because the joke I made to her, so what, do you want, what, what if you want a divorce? I cannot stand myself anymore. Fuck you. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a joke, bad one, but still, it's true. Um, so I, I'm not going to marry myself. I'm not asking you to do so, but I'm do, I do ask that you reflect on this. Reflect on how much time we waste and how much energy we put outwards you know, compared to what we do inwards. Uh, are we committed to ourselves? Do we love ourselves? Um, do we respect ourselves enough to struggle for your time and to make that private time productive in any way? Uh, when I say productive, I don't particularly mean making money because that's a big thing on my mind, but, but productive to you, even if it's just laying down in the sofa, even if it's just hanging your balls around the house, I don't care. It's your time. This is yours. And this is a time for reflection and this is a time for, for to being with yourself. So in case you do have that time or in case, thanks to this podcast, you understand that you need that time for yourself, well, I hope you make it productive. And the way to make it productive is to marry yourself, even if it's only within you, even if it's that only that commitment of, 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 of promising yourself to be kind to yourself, to forgive yourself, and to make sure that your life is better than yesterday and to make sure that you're comfortable with yourself and that promises are meant to be broken, things change, uh, life is organic, there is not one mere plan in life, so you can continually change it and adapt, but that process has to be done within yourself. Marrying yourself, what a strange motherfucking concept. I love these things because... Um, at some point in life, you think you know everything. I think you believe that you have seen and know everything. And when something like this comes along, whoa, it just fills me with energy. It just fills me with thoughts. It just fills me with having to understand the concept behind it. And, uh, and I want to meet more people who have been involved in this. I want to know what they've gone through. I want to know, I want to know everything. So, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So my advice as a dirty old man that I am is to... Don't go around marrying yourself, but get your time. Fight for your time. It's not, uh, when I say fight for your time, I'm not saying argue with your partner and, and, and fight with them. No, 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 no. But establish that in order for you to be efficient, in order for you to be the best person you can, and in order for you to perform within this relationship and with this, with this, this home that you've created, you need your time apart. You need your own time with yourself. And even if that time is spent scratching your balls or your tits, I don't care, but it's your time. Make it efficient and make it secure. Brothers and sisters, old man, dirty old man is now clicking off. There's a shitload of things to do. I hope you learned something from this podcast. I really hope you learned something. And I really hope your brain is now thinking about this new concept. Because there are other concepts that I will introduce sure um, <coughs> soon enough. That's the whole intention of my podcast. To, to make you think. To make you uh, step out of that box that we're in it. And um, please do share. 
if you can, if you think this is worth it. And thanks so much for listening, man. And you guys have a fantastic day. Keep well, my friends. Love you.